0: What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back, and thank you for watching On the Town. I am your host, Tanya, uh, and this week I have uh, with me a very special guest. Uh, Let's just say this. For this week, our topic is the challenges of the calling. So basically, life throws us all twists and turns as human beings, right? We do what we can to bounce back. Uh, We do what we can when we do right. We try to do right. Uh, But when we do wrong, we often fall short of perfection. But imagine being the son of a minister, or being a clergy child, or press—the pressure becomes greater. I was a preacher's kid; uh, the pressure the pressure becomes greater to do what's right. Okay, and often you're judged harsher than others. So here with me tonight, uh, please welcome Elder Richard Adamson II. Hey, welcome.
1: hey, how are you? How are you?
0: Good. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me again.
0: How's it going? Post pandemic. Good.
1: <laughs> listen, I'm I'm glad I'm alive. My family's alive, and you know it's good to see you again, Tanya. We got a lot of history together.
0: Yes, um,
1: you was yes. yeah. You were you were the first person to interview me when my former group put out their album. So you knew me before I was in the ministry. Oh,
0: that's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and when we before we leave tonight, we'll listen to that song. Actually, guys, uh, so we'll we'll pull that oh. up and listen to it because it's it's a dope song. Get the fire, the fire emojis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Keep your head to the sky, so you know that's my that's my hook right there. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, so I know you like me was a preacher's kid. What was it like finding your identity as a preacher's kid?
1: Say that Can you repeat that? I uh, couldn't hear what you. What
0: was it like finding your identity as a preacher's kid?
1: Oh, oh. um, honestly, it, it's funny that you asked me that because it was agonizing. It was agonizing, uh painful, difficult because people don't understand that uh that just because you're born into a Christian family, just because your parents are, are Christian, that doesn't ma- that doesn't mean that you automatically are born with your identity in the church and everything else like that. You're born like every other human. And mm. often people try to create create your narrative for you. Mm. Like you're you're, you're a preacher's child. So this is you. Like I've had so many people. um, Don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of supportive people and I thank God for them, but I had a lot of people try to tell me who I was Mm -hmm. um, without letting me find out on my own. You know, many times people were, um, you know, they would see me, maybe kind of searching for an identity or believing that something was my identity. And people mm-hmm. love to say that famous line, that's not you, that's mm-hmm. not you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people say that because they really feel that way. But then mm-hmm. sometimes people see you striving for a certain image or something like that and they like to just shoot it down. Mm-hmm. And, um, you mm-hmm. know, people often try to create my narrative for me, you know, they never, some people never gave me the they were often judging me before they allowed me to be my own person. So mm. once they found out I was the the son of ministers, preachers, born into a Christian home, it was automatically like okay, we know who you are.
0: Right. You you don't, right. you don't
1: get to, you don't get to define who you are. We already know because of all mm. the other preachers' children. So you, mm. you know, your individuality is stolen. It's something you have to fight for.
0: Right. Well, um, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, people used to try to geek on me about it and be like, Oh, your mom's a preacher goody two shoes. And I was like, yeah, she is. So I would play, I would play with them. I didn't care. I did it, I understand how good. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. That's you know, well, listen, that's, <laughs> a, that's how I learned to play the dozens. You know, people snapped on me all the time, but I, you know, I was just as sharp. So I, you know, I, right. I held my own a lot. Of it. Well, you know me, Sonya, so you're <laughs> right. Yeah, have to have to
0: learn how to hold your own because it, I, I know a lot of people who are preacher kids, and I felt bad for them. I was like, mm, I couldn't go through that torture. But that was just me. I'm I'm. It's very hard to stomp on me. Like that's not going to happen. So especially as mm-hmm. a young, because I was a foster kid. Maybe that's the element that that helped bring me over the top and not send me down the hill. Because it could really. I know people that were really mm-hmm. traumatized by it, uh, and because people were really yeah. always trying to get them in trouble because they want to prove that. Oh, why don't you prove you really like one of us? Instead, you know what I'm saying? What's your loyalty?
1: Oh you know? yeah, yeah. I mean the I mean if I, we would have to do a whole other show. If, <laughs> right. If I told you like the stuff that certain people tried to get me to do.
0: Oh yeah. You know, I I you don't, who, even have
1: to, yeah. You don't
0: even have to tell me that because that's called the devil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As, soon as, say, as soon as you say I'm going right, he says, Nope, you're gonna go left. As soon as you say mm-hmm. it, it's like it's almost better than yeah. like, don't speak it mm-hmm. don't, don't say nothing but as soon as you claim that you love god or anything like that uh thereof as they say uh mm-hmm. the devil says, "Hmm, let's see how much you really mean that
3: I don't know why
1: well some uh, some people some people like to see you fail at yes. your purpose you know yes. and there were some I had a lot of good people you know that was around me but then I had some that they wanted to see my downfall because, you know, my father wasn't just a preacher, he was an activist too. And so he fought against certain injustices and it was just some people because I was his child, they just wanted to see me uh, fall. Like I remember one time, it was a job that I went for and when they saw my name, they just, they blackballed me, you know, but a lot of times people don't even know that I went through stuff like that.
0: That's horrible. That is just horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just I can't even understand that uh that kind of evil type of people. I just I don't understand it. But have you ever faced discrimination as a Christian? Because yeah. I know that's a whole nother thing.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, listen, I face discrimination as a Christian not only because of you know standing up for what's right in many cases, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, this is hard for me to talk about, but sometimes for my own people because people look at Christianity as being something white, even though when you really study it, there's nothing r- racial as far as Christianity belonging to a race.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when you look at the origins of the church and, you know, Christ and Christianity, when, when you look it up, you're going to see places like Judea, right. you know, Jerusalem, you know, place, you know, place in the Middle East, some parts of Africa, Mm
3: -hmm. you
1: know, because, because back then, back in the day before certain parts was called the Middle East, part of those places were African. Um, African. Yeah. So, you know, I've been disrespected by, you know, certain peer groups because they're like, oh, he's a Christian. He's a church boy. You know what I'm saying? But all they they don't, they're not really educated on what Christianity is, they just know that the other religions sound more cool. Like I seen dudes rock kufis and you know go with Islam because it just seems more in style. They don't they don't really know the doctrine of either one. Right. You know what I mean? But because I was brought up in the church, people used to just automatically say, "Oh, it's because of your father." Mm. But but I'm like, you know, nobody has a right to tell me what my experience with God is, right. and people have done that. So I, yes, I have faced a lot of discrimination um, uh, at many, at one particular job I, uh, I worked at, uh, one of the people who were over me, I guess he had a bad experience with preachers mm-hmm. and somebody told him I was I was a preacher. And so from that point on, he was like really on me about looking for mistakes and just looking to take me down. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, but I've gotten that kind of treatment ever since I was, a kid, you know, like a lot of people knew who my father was in the community. So when certain things would happen with me, people would just wait to see what I would do. Like one right. time, yeah, one time I got attacked by a teacher in school. She punched me in the back of the head with a closed fist and her ring went into my skin a little bit. What? Um, yeah, and I told, and basically they didn't really do nothing. They just was waiting to see what me and my family was gonna do, cause that's the Christian family. But instead of giving us justice, they wanted to see our reaction. That's discrimination. Because why? Why would you use a crime committed against me to test my family's Christianity? You know. That's so uh, I hope yeah, they so, press
0: charges and child endangerment. Blah blah blah, the whole nine.
1: Oh, they didn't do nothing to her. Number no, one,
0: yeah. family should have pressed charges against her. That's period. She's hit, if you're hitting mm-hmm. a child. That's that's yeah. abuse.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. No, my family did come to the school. Huh? Mm-hmm.
0: They I'm did sorry. come to the school.
1: Yeah, my family came to the school. They did whatever they had to do, but you know, you know how hard it is to get justice. And plus, I mean, I hate to say this, I'm not, I don't have any hatred towards any race, but I do have to be honest about the dynamics. She was white. Oh. She's a white. She was a white woman who punched a young black kid, and mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. you know, she did not have child. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I had a similar incident when my daughter was younger, but they <laughs> they learned quickly who what kind of mother I was. <laughs> they were yeah, like, okay, yeah. uh, and and mm-hmm. actually. The kid was well, he was mixed. I don't know if he was adopted or whatever, but his mom was a white attorney. And so and I was like, Well, you're an attorney, you know what I'm gonna do.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Know. Right. You already right.
0: know. My middle right. name is Sue. Stop stop playing. Uh so right. I ended up getting that battle because I was like, yeah. No, you can't hit my yeah. my what? Hit my kid? Oh yeah. No, no. and that was her son oh, yeah. that did. It. So you know how and he was about the same age, but I was oh, like, wow. I don't if he has ADHD, I don't care if he has special needs. I don't care what his problem is. You can't hit on mine. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So no, I'm just you can't.
1: Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry
0: you had to go through that because uh, that must have been oh, very yeah. traumatizing for you. I just oh I- that
1: I- that impacted me. That impacted me for years. You know what I mean? Like I- I'm not going to lie to you. I forgave her. Huh?
0: You're good, you forgave her. Good.
1: No, I'm sorry. I forgave her. Yeah, I forgave her. It took me a while. I'm not gonna lie. Because um, you know, I just had to set myself free. But as a kid, you know, I was only like ten or eleven, and she was a teacher who kind of she used to kind of like spew out her issues with men in the class. Sometimes <laughs> we didn't really understand that because we was, you know, we ten yeah. and eleven years old. We don't know anything about you know the battle of the sexes. We don't know nothing about that. Right. But and- she kind of had an issue with men, with males, and so. I guess she figured, you know, because I've been treated like that before, too, until people find out that I come from a Christian family. They used to see a young black kid, high top fade. Oh, he thinks he's tough. Let me show him he's not. And that's kind of what she did with me. I got into a scuffle with another child. The child hit me and then I started defending myself and then she came and punched me. Yeah, but there was no reason for it because. You know, nobody in the school was scared of me. People didn't see me and run or, or hide the lunch money. You know what I mean? Like I've worked in, in listen, in my profession uh, in, in human services, I've worked with children who could harm you, right. who were bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? I'm six feet. I've worked with children that are six, four, six, five. They could really hurt you. You right. know what I mean? I wasn't that type of child. So there, you know what I mean? And I know how to de-escalate. Right.
0: And you know, I've
1: I've learned how. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Well, um, that's uh, I, you're bigger than me. I mean, I know we all live and learn, but mm, hitting mm-hmm. my child, I don't know. Uh, have you ever <laughs> suffered um, spiritual attacks? Because I've seen that's a big thing. And especially, I don't know, I think in, after the pandemic and stuff, people are, you know, like that's why I think a lot of crime in New York City has gone up because a lot of mental illness is just being <laughs> let loose, just let loose. So with that being said, there's that going on and you have other elements going on. I can't imagine the daily um, pecks that that come at you of, you know, sinful people trying to attack you or trying to test you still, you know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. I've I've gone through like spiritual attacks my whole life. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it started when I was a child, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the devil used to try to really impact me with fear. Mm -hmm. Like, like he, he, I, I, it's hard to explain because I don't want people to think I'm outside of my mind. I'm not. Uh, but he, you know, there were things that came to me that just, you know, terrified me. And I used to wake up like with tears in my eyes and stuff like that, crying and just like, but God always put something in me to pray, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suffered it through sickness one time. I don't, I don't know if my sister Sonia remembers this, but she was there for this. I think she's watching too. Okay. but we lived okay. we lived on we lived on Haunton Avenue in the Rochelle um mm-hmm. and i got these stomach pains out of nowhere and i was laying next to my mother like screaming that's how hard it was that's how bad it was hurting mm-hmm. and i just kept i just kept saying jesus jesus lord help me jesus that's how bad and i mean i was only like 9 mm-hmm. and and my mother was praying over me too and it went away then it came back i started saying jesus again mm-hmm. jesus again and then it mm-hmm. went away and um but yeah it started the, the Satan satanic forces do not wait until you're grown they come mm. after you when when you're a child and, and listen that's biblical you know mm. um mm. but then you know then as i got older i used to suffer spiritual attacks through relationships right you know a, most yeah most most of the relationships i've been in you know they were abusive i got abused you know, mm. you know what I mean? Um yeah. which a lot of men don't come out and talk about, but there's more when I say abuse, I don't like all abuse is not getting punched in the head or thrown down right. stairs and stuff like right.
0: that. Right. It's strange. mental, which is worse. Yeah.
1: When yeah, people mental. know when people know you your heart is there and, and, mm-hmm. and you got feelings for them, it's like now I got them. So they'll do mm-hmm. things, they'll use yep. sex, they'll use manipulation and just a cruel thing to do to a human being that you know has feelings for you. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah, no, it's it's happened, uh, um, mm-hmm. and that's um, it's hard if you're not, um, if you're not really in tune, as I say, uh, mm-hmm. boy, it can really be something else. It could really, mm-hmm. uh, what was what I, like? what I did
1: learn is that nice guys don't finish last. I learned that though, I used to think that, but they don't, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you think so? They, they don't finish last, right?
1: They don't. they don't, yeah, I'm a witness,
0: that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, good for you. Now, what yeah. was dating like for you as a preachers kid?
1: Oh man, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's okay. <laughs> um, that was rough because, um, hey, Sonia, I see you. Uh, that was rough because it was like people. I got used a lot, right? Um, people will do things in relationships that they know is wrong, but because mm-hmm. you're the son of a preacher, you're supposed to let it go. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I've been cheated on uh and just, I guess a lot of games played, mm-hmm. Uh but I also used to get ruled out because I grew up in the church. Right. Like, but I never understand why that's out of style. I never understood that then. Like, Like when I used to like certain girls, they used to go, but he's a church boy.
2: Mm.
1: And I'm like, I don't, it just used to sound stupid to me. So I'm like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. Like get to know me. You know what I'm saying? Just because I grew up in a church doesn't mean that I'm I'm in a religious box like everybody else. You know what I mean? Not to say that I I don't believe in Jesus, but I was just like any other normal young man. And I think sometimes people exaggerate Mm -hmm. people in church, Um, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, you listen, people assume things about you. Yes. And that's that's hard, because like you were saying before, um, you've seen what some preachers, children have went through and it's like crazy. And on the dating scene, it was it was crazy because I was expected to be one way. Um, but only I was supposed to live by a standard, which is another form of like double standard or discrimination.
0: Mm, yeah. you know. Do you think it's harder for you because it was a guy versus a girl?
1: Oh, absolutely. For me, yeah.
0: for me, I just, I mean, maybe I was a little spacey maybe. Maybe that's why. Maybe people were doing things. I was just like, do, 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 do. You know, they could be asking me to, like, go step in this river. And then I walk right by the river. <laughs> They'd be like, here, do so sling. And I'd be like, what's a sling? I mean, I'm just totally, <laughs> when, I was, when I was that age, I was clueless. So if you tried to get yeah. me in trouble, like, sometime one time, and this is embarrassing, and one time, a friend of mine, God rest her soul, uh, told me to hold this little beautiful, um, what do you call it? Mm. It's like a pillbox. I don't know if it's a pillbox, yeah. it's a wooden carved, um, little, I think, I wanted to say it was like a pillbox, but it wasn't a pillbox. It was wooden. It was about this mm-hmm. big, and um, I think you pulled De Drouy or something, and I don't know, but and it's painted like shellacked mm-hmm. with like the Virgin Mary or something on it. It's like really nice, uh, something really nice, like Picasso, yeah. something really nice. Yeah. So um, so she was like, do me a favor, you know, hold this for me, and get, just bring it back to me to school tomorrow, and I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking anything. I'm a I'm a typical. I think I was in middle school or ninth grade. and I was like I don't think about I don't do drugs of any type, right? So I'm not thinking there could be something in there, right? So I was like, yeah, yeah I'll hold it. I kept saying, oh, that's so cool. What is it? I was like feeling because it was shellacked and it was like smooth. So I was mm-hmm. really upset. Whatever this little thing, was a little box or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. so I took it. Off, I sat on my mother's dresser, and um, guess what was in there?
1: Drugs, marijuana,
2: <laughs>
0: marijuana okay, yeah. Okay. So it was a marijuana yeah. stick. I, I don't know how you say it back then.
1: Uh, well, speaking, speaking, <laughs> speaking of of marijuana, um, I don't. When, with dating and with friends, mm-hmm. people had this undying desire, right? And I, I'm thinking it's spiritual mm-hmm. to get me to do something that you know what I mean. Like, and that goes that that goes along with discrimination because discrimination also entails. Treating somebody the way you would not want to be treated, but justifying right. it, right? Right. Everybody has a right to have standards. Mm-hmm. One of the cool. things that that I always had a standard was that I just you know at that time I was boxing, writing rhymes, so I needed my mind, I needed my strength, so I mm-hmm. I was always like I don't smoke or drink.
3: Mm-hmm. A
1: lot of girls that I was dating, they always wanted to get me to smoke or drink. Mm-hmm. Some of them, not all. I had. I had some like very decent ones who respected right. where I was at right. but they always wanted to get me to smoke or drink
2: That's my, that then, was my story
1: I, yeah and even even with sexual stuff like i you know i was a a young man who started late you know what i mean i right. wasn't really having sex
0: right. t- out there like that right. yeah right.
1: yeah I, I, it just wasn't it it just wasn't uh, how my life was going at the time and then right. i had a young lady say to me, "You know, I'll take your virginity just for the sake of, not not because she was attracted to me, not because there was any, you know, admiration for me or anything yeah. like that. It was just I want to take it so I can say I took it. You know what I mean? And you know, I was also told one time, I w- I won't say the age I was, but they were asking, they you know how you know young people sit around they eat and they have conversations like, oh." How many people you've been with? How many girls you had? You know, and then it got to me, right? I couldn't eat, eat that hamburger fast enough to get out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, let right. me, I, I saw where the conversation was going. I want to eat and go. <laughs>
2: right, and then, no.
1: And then one of the young ladies said to me, uh, she asked me and I was like, just answer Rich. So I, I gave my answer. She was like, well, for me, that's good. She was like, but for you, that's bad. So if you wasn't having sex, if you was a man and girls wasn't interested in you sexually like that, it was like, something was wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how it was put, you know what I mean? Um, so like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, like sometimes going back to your other question, cause this mm-hmm. just popped in my head. Right. When it comes to facing discrimination, yeah. People call Christians judgmental But sometimes people are more judgmental on on religious people. They point their nose. I've had people point their nose down at me a lot and judge me, not knowing nothing about me. And people make the mistake of thinking that only religious people can be hypocrites. But you don't have to be religious to be a hypocrite. Absolutely. You know, and...
0: Absolutely correct.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. Absolutely correct. Um, That's just... uh... (laughs) You know, you can be any human being can be. I mean, we're, we're I think we're, it's just structured in our human DNA to not be perfect, period.
2: Exactly. So even, if exactly. even
0: if I'm a monk, you know what I'm saying? There's <laughs> yeah. That's not going right today. Tomorrow, I might mm-hmm. bump my toe and say a curse word. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you didn't hear me, but I said it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, yeah. So I do, I do think we hold our religious um, persons in a higher standard. And that's only because mm-hmm. they took an oath, we didn't take an oath. So we mm-hmm. expect us to be like, you know, cursing out Betty or Mary or Susie. Um, but uh, uh, to hear a preacher do it, I knew a cursing nun. And we were, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, sister, <laughs> so you said a curse. And she said, You're damn yeah. right, I did. I was like, oh, you said two curses. So I was, mm-hmm. In my head, it was like a nun? And when yeah. I said, man, you don't have on your habit. And she was like, I don't know. God knows who I am. And I was yeah, like, well,
3: yeah.
0: aren't we? So, so you know. Here I was yeah. all these things came and here all those judgments and it was funny because the way she told me, I was like, Yeah, nuns don't have to have on a habit. It's what they're doing and their actions that makes them the nun. You know what I'm saying? It, Absolutely. Like, like, and you know what? I'm a preacher, mm-hmm. but if I'm not helping my community, if I'm not spreading the word of God, if I'm not, you know, if I'm if I'm up here sleeping with all the women in the congregation, hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But I might not yeah. I, make people yeah. so if, you have to judge by what people do, not what they say.
1: Exactly. And you know what? You also have to judge by what you will want for yourself. Like, case in point, um, I remember some uh, one time somebody, you know, violated me in a way, like verbally, right? And one one of my peers was like, well, listen, Rich, they're not a Christian. So I said, I had to ask this question. I said, I know, you know, we're the ones that took the earth with, the old and everything. I said, but let me ask you this question. Do I have to be a Christian for do you have to be a Christian for me to know, for you to know that you don't want me stealing from you? Mm. For for you to know that you don't want me cursing you out, disrespecting your woman, your wife, and so sometimes people use the religious card right to clear their own conscience. Well I'm not a Christian, but that doesn't mean you got a right to steal, rob, disrespect. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody still had I know a lot of non-religious people that have standards, right? You know, so it's, it's, it's about treating, treating each other how we want to be treated. And
0: absolutely. absolutely, yeah,
1: and we have the wherewithal like the, one of the worst experiences that I've ever had with that, right. Mm-hmm. Is one young lady, I don't know what was going through her mind, but, <laughs> um, there was a guy we worked for, he was telling all these dirty jokes. So I'm feeling awkward, cause I'm like, he's telling, and he knows, now here's the thing, he knows what and who I am, right? right. Mm-hmm. So he's doing it, I think he was doing it on purpose. Because yep, some definitely. people are just disrespectful. That's yeah. what I, call,
0: I was gonna say, that's called disrespectful.
1: Yeah, and see, yeah. sometimes people play the Christian things because other religious groups are not as passive.
0: Right, right
1: they'll come at you. You know what right. I'm saying?
2: But
0: right. well,
1: Christians are taught to be more peaceful. But he was saying something, so I, I felt a little awkward. And I'm not gonna lie to you, the moment was a little intimidating because we worked for him. So I'm like smirking, but I'm like like giggling. So she goes, Rich, um, you know, you're a Christian. You shouldn't be laughing. So I said, you right. But then I had to, I, I caught myself, but as a man, I still carry myself like a man. But I wanted to say because this is what I knew about her. I said, "Well, okay, you may not be a Christian, but do you have to be a Christian to know that it's wrong for you to be sleeping with that woman's husband? That we all know you doing—you sleeping with her husband, and you're supposed to be, you know, the supervisor of legal services. You sleeping with that woman's husband and playing and playing with their son like it's your child. So, like, people always have, you know, people use religious people sometimes." To clear right. their conscience about what they're doing yeah. but i didn't i'm glad i didn't go there but i have i have a bit of a sharp tongue i've grew up around three girls you know what i'm saying so well, but know. i caught myself yeah <laughs> definitely
0: so do you mind if yeah. we go we're going to go to a sketch break real quick uh and okay. then we're going to come right back is that all right uh yeah. check, take a quick sketch city let's see if we can pump it up here uh so okay. guys hang out for a minute we're going to um check out one of uh sketch cities videos uh-oh is, is denying me something here this is not a good look you guys uh so which one's first let's see sketch where is it at uh let's go with the let's go with the music video first i was gonna do vice versa let's go with that first
2: okay right, let's go with that. pulls off the drive me in gear feeling alive another full moon tonight is burning bright open roads always see up in the sky drawing our dreams vibrating frequency and ecstasy Some trees we find safe Oh, 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 oh. Won't you play it loud Don't you turn it down Sing, sing oh, 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 oh. Places
0: I've never been Feel like I can again Sing, sing That was Kat Spina
1: Oh yeah, my friend It's a good friend of mine
0: Yes, that was awesome Very nice, Cat yeah. Spina uh, thank you. That was great. Um, so
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'm Tanya, and you're watching On the Town, in case you just tuned in. I'm here with Elder Richard Adamson II, and we are talking about being a preacher's kid uh, and um, the good, the bad, and ugly that goes with that. Uh, so thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for joining us. Um, and there was another question. What was your personal experiences with God and your religion?
1: Oh, um, Well, I had quite a few. Mm
0: -hmm. Number
1: one, when I was called, um, I had a personal experience with God, you know, uh, one night when I was sleeping and it was so powerful that, you know, uh, it literally like brought me to tears and interrupted Mm -hmm. my sleep. Mm -hmm. It started, you know, uh, and then it started in my sleep. And you know, usually, like, you'll think it's a dream when you wake up, it's over. But when I woke up, it was still going on. Hmm. And wow.
2: that's
1: when I really understood, like, man, I, I have to preach the gospel.
2: Hmm. And
1: it was scary, though, because I had a whole I mean, you know me, Ton. You know me ever since I was in my 20s. Um, right. Right. I had all these other aspirations. I, I was, right. I had a music group, um, I was boxing, you know. Um, I had did the movie um, Harlem's Beauty. You know, had a short little scene in there, but that was the start. You know what I mean? I just got picked out of a couple of people. It was like you, you know. So I was like, yo, you know, I wasn't really. And then, and then, you know, with the with the with the music and going to these different places, I was meeting girls. It was just being, you know, ha- having things available to me that I didn't have when I was younger, when I was Mm -hmm. in high school. Right. So honestly, I kind of knew in the back of my mind like God was calling me because every once in a while I would get this feeling. Mm -hmm. But then I was I was having so much fun or trying to have so much fun. I wasn't really so when it came to me I was I had to humble myself and be like, okay. But it was it was difficult. Right. And when when I got the calling Mm and I decided to answer it, mm-hmm. you know, things got worse. Temptation got bigger, uh, um, I was gonna so I went, yeah, I, yeah, I went through a few more years of kind of like turmoil and being that I was a, like you asked me earlier about being being a, 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 a man or a boy at that time, you mm-hmm. know, I was a man, then I was a young man, but sometimes young men, we get forgotten emotionally. Yes. That's why we struggle as husbands and fathers because people forget to nurture us emotionally. There's nothing feminine about emotions, but people look at it like that. Right. And so they starve us emotionally and then when we get married, you know, so I had to ask God to help me with that. Like, I was like, God, if I'm going to be a, a preacher, if I'm going to do things, you know, to help people, and I said, I need you know, some wounds healed. You know, right. so it was a that personal experience was powerful because I actually it actually moved me to have a talk with God not only about what I would be doing to help others and for Christ, but mm-hmm. I had to talk to God about what was going on with me, which is yeah. very important for preachers and men and women of God to do right. um, because I faced, like I said, a lot of obstacles, you know mm-hmm. um, being left on the battlefield by myself, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because I'm a community, I'm a community person and I've done some activism. Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: because of the Christian thing, a lot of people criticize me and I had to ask God for help with that because a lot of people, you know, they got their fist in the air. But when I was getting people out of jail, when I was helping people get off drugs, when I was going to the prisons and all of that, a lot Mm -hmm. of these fists in the air people wasn't with me.
0: Right.
1: Now that they doing their thing, they got something to say about the church. That's hard. Because it's like, yeah, you got you know you got all this heart when it comes to coming out with the church, and all of this. But when it came to facing the beast, it was just little old kid from the Rochelle. Right. You know, a lot of the guys that I was with from the boroughs and all these other places, you know, when the beast stood up, a lot of them sat down and it just left me. And yeah. so I had to ask God, how do I deal with that? Because I'm upset. Right. So God was working, my one of my personal experiences with God is having to deal with betrayal, unfair criticism, um, but still loving the people. And God right. had to deal with me with that. He, he actually let me know to a certain extent why he allowed me to experience such pain. Because mm-hmm. what people didn't understand was when I when, when I was called to preach, it wasn't all a mountaintop. Martin Luther King, you know, right, experience. Right. a lot of it, a lot of it was pain and this right. choice, right? Choice is a choice is, it's a gift, but it's a burden in a way, right? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? Because there's reasons why you got to make a choice and then you have to choose. You have to choose between your feelings, your heart and your emotions and God. And yes. the the wisest thing you could do is choose God, but it's hard mm. to deny your heart. You right. have to literally deny your own heart because God tells you your heart can lie to you. Mm. So yes. there was a lot of passions and and anger, and frustrations that I had, but God was like, "Choose me, though. If you choose me, mm. it'll come out right."
0: Right. So and, and I'm then, still on,
1: I'm still on that path. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's a, it's a battle because, uh, you know, um, a lot of people said to me. My my mother used to tell me that I was gonna be called one day, and I keep hearing. But I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll answer that another time." Uh, But so I was like, "I am listening. I am doing my work in another way, helping Mm -hmm. foster. That's my work. That's that's how I'm Mm -hmm. gonna do my call. Uh, And I do other things. um, But it's hard because as soon as you say you're gonna do this, the devil's like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah." Yeah. It's so cunning, and Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, "That person betrayed me of all people. Like, really." You know, people you oh, never expected no. to not understand, don't understand. You know, um, I think mm-hmm. obstacles that you never thought would be in your way are in your way. And it's like, OK, so I'm supposed to deal with it. And then you still got to be nice to people. I get in situations where it's like, OK, you're supposed, like I'm supposed to be a Quaker, nonviolent, blah, blah, blah. blah right. Peace, love, mm-hmm. happiness. But mm-hmm. then as soon as, as soon as something happens, like. Like, okay, I'll give you an example, which may not be the best one, but like when with the Ukraine war going on now, you know, I saw that happening and I was like ready to go pack clothes and give stuff and bubble because my neighbor was going to take all this stuff. And then when mm-hmm. I saw the camera footage of Africans couldn't get on the train because they were black, I was like, whoa, whoa. Then I heard mm-hmm. the history of Poland and the racism that the people literally were calling them monkeys, the soccer players. or One some of them basketball, mm-hmm. one of the league was mm-hmm. like, yeah, they call us monkeys regular. I was like, what? I was like, wait. So let me get this a right. So this group of people has not been known to be, nope. And I was like, oh man. So now it's a Christian, right? I'm supposed to ignore all that. I'm supposed to mm-hmm. say, well, maybe Lord, one of them will still love us, right? <laughs> I'm supposed to say, yeah. but the other Tanya parts, that's just Tanya, the regular girl, the good old non-Christian side says, what? I can't do mm-hmm. that. So it, you get caught between the rock and a hard place quite often and it's, it's a, uh, it's a fun challenge now. Now it's fun because I understand what it is. I didn't know what it was when I was growing
1: up. Yeah, so, so and know? you know what? A, a big part of why people don't like Christianity is because it involves forgiveness. Like, yes. Let me tell you uh, something. Yes.
0: Don't people make this.
1: Yeah, people used to tease me and say "holy, holy." You know, they used to yell out "holy," because they think that all Christians think they're holy. But that's because they don't know all Christians. You know, uh, but what I know is that the reason why I came to Christ, because there were some things I did that God forgave me for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I got to preach this gospel because he forgave me after I did this. Like there was was times where I told God, I'm not going to do this no more. And I went and did it. You know what I mean? And then I watched him change my father's life. See, people don't really, people that know me, know me, they know the story, but they don't know my father's history, being shot by the police um, after beefing with my former producer's father they were getting into it that's why when we came together for a group everybody was uh, the people that knew about it were shocked. but my father being shot by the police going to jail struggling with drugs and then christ changing his life so i seen the miracle that's why at, when i work as a drug counselor i don't care how many times a person relapsed i believe they can make it because i've I seen god change my father's life yeah. but i didn't get saved because I felt I was holy, God forgave me. So now the challenge for me is to forgive those who have hurt me. Like you said, when you saw what happens to black people in Poland, this let me yeah. tell you something. Sometimes as a Christian, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders because I've dealt with racism, right? I've been searched illegally by the police for yeah. nothing, sitting in front of my house and prove to them this is my address, well, get out anyway. Put your hands up, okay, cool. Well, my, my parents got to come outside. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, just understanding why forgiveness is important. Sin corrupts the whole human race. Because if, if you're not getting discriminated against or mistreated by a person of another race, then it's your own. Like, I I never forget, um, I was coming home from a cookout. Me and a couple of my buddies, we were riding in the car. Now, they were smoking. I wasn't smoking. But we was listening to Wu-Tang and just screaming, acting crazy. You know, just being young. Right. Yeah, having fun. So the mm-hmm. cops pull us over. So the first thing I'm thinking, like I always, a lot of times I hung out with older people, right? Mm-hmm. And so the guys are older than me. So they're kind of giving me the nod, like, yeah, move, Rich. We got this. So I'm like, good, because if my father finds out, I'm dead. If I you know <laughs> right. get so I'm right. easing away. And then one of my friends, I got songs with this brother.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He yells out my name so the police can hear me oh. for purpose. So when I confronted him about it, you know, I seen him later on in school. I'm like, "Yo, why would you? Y'all the first ones talking about y'all don't believe in no snitches and all of this. Why would you yell out my name?" So he kind of laughed about it. And in then Yeah, but I don't know what it was. But I know right. the whole the whole I know what part of it was. The whole church boy thing, right? My father raised me, and he said at at all costs, if you can avoid violence, right? Right because he was telling me where violence got him. So right. most people knew that about me right. and they knew that Rich is not really going to get violent. You know,
2: right. well, at least
1: that's what they thought. You know, so I have my moments, right. <laughs> but Everybody. but right. I, the, what got me so upset is because right. there were cats that we grew up with that I know he wouldn't have did that to because he knew they would have oh. came to see him. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yep. right, but I had to forgive him. You understand what I'm saying? It took me a long time because like I said, me and this brother got, we're on records together. We're on songs together and you, there was no reason to do that. And you can see the emotion that kicks up when I even talk about it. Right. But forgiveness, excuse me, sets us free.
2: Yes.
1: Because people, human beings, they hurt each other. Just like what you see in Poland, right? They're being oppressed. Then they were oppressing others,
0: right? Well, right, yeah. Right now, you Ukraine, know. Jews in Poland is that's the place that was taken in the Africans after the. I Ukraine mean, sorry, was- yeah. No, no, no. Not so Poland. you said right. But I'm just re- correcting so people know I know the difference. Ukraine's having the issue right now, but both of right. them not taking Africans. So that's that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's- yeah. No, but you know what? It's sad, but everybody finds somebody to oppress.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know what I'm saying? And that's um, when. That's mm-hmm.
0: sorry, I'm sorry, to interrupt. that's when Christianity really can kick in because that's when you yeah. have to stop. And say, like, I sometimes I have to stop myself, even when in the midst of someone being racist toward me, I have to stop myself and say, Okay, this person's past is why they're the way they are, so mm-hmm. I, I'm not dead, um, I'm not hurt. Okay, can I move forward on this? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I have to like literally step back because it, I can get so consumed and the fact that someone could be so racist to want me dead like that's just crazy to me crazy but
1: you know you know why and this is why forgiveness is important even though it's it's hard for us to you know our human side because hatred is blindness mm. yes. hatred is blindness when when i read the when i read the bible about judgment day mm-hmm. the sad thing about judgment day for the people who miss heaven mm-hmm is that when they stand in front of God, those blinders are going to be off Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and they're going to realize I'm losing my soul for ignorance. Mm. I'm losing my soul because my human passion. That's why I always tell people I'm a person that's not impressed with passion. It's truth. Now, if your passion is connected to truth, all well and good, but your passion can be connected to ignorance, Mm. which could lead you to darkness. And Mm -hmm. that's That's when you read the Bible about judgment day, Mm. a lot of people's human passion is gonna be what destroys them. You have you listen. Oh, you you have
0: never lied. (laughs) mm. Yeah, Mm.
1: you have people that think it's it's okay to hate blacks, you have people that think it's okay to hate women, you have people that think it's okay to hate men, then you have people that think it's okay to hate the younger generation. Everybody has a category to hate someone. Right. But What God is saying, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his what? Soul, not his color,
3: right. not his
1: bank account. That's right. why that's why Jesus said to the to the disciples, He said, Seek ye the kingdom of heaven first. Mm. Mm. Seek to seek to make heaven first. That's yeah. one thing you talk about experiences with God, right? I was in a backslidden condition one time and I got sick and went into the hospital. I was begging mm. God not to take my life because I wasn't sure if I would make it. Hmm. I wasn't worried about my bank account. Ain't much Mm -hmm. in there anyway. (laughs) But I wasn't worried about my cars or my car or clothes or nothing like that. I was worried about where my soul was going. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you when I was in there the first time I got sick like that because I have asthma (laughs) and eventually I I got high blood pressure. Like I was in a backslidden condition meaning I had walked away from God for a little bit
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and then I ended up in the hospital. And Mm. I remember a dream he gave me. He was trying to wake me up where I was on a boat that was sinking. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he came to me and said, you're not right with me. Mm. So when I I leave here, Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of nobody killing me. I'm not afraid of none of that. I'm afraid of dying without Christ. I'm afraid of dying without being forgiven for my sins. Because my soul knows that I have to spend eternity somewhere. So that's why he says that's why it's harder to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Because these other some of some of the other religions believe in fighting back and all that. But when you pray and you and God tells you not to ignore sin, mm-hmm. but to pray for them because they're headed for destruction. No, they- right. I'd rather go through the temporary pain of being a black man discriminated against
2: mm-hmm.
1: than then go through eternal punishment for, for unforgiving sin. I know. I feel like
0: that too. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. was weighing that. It's funny you said that. I was weighing that because of the pandemic, I think. I was weighing that too. I was like, okay, I got to get my, my God checklist, I call it. like, Have I been a good person? Check. Have I really been doing what he told me? Check. Yeah. All right. Have I sent? Mm, wait, wait, wait for, <laughs> it. wait for it, Lord. We all have. Do I have time to fix this? Yes. Check. Okay. So now I'm yeah. like, okay, let's do an assessment. Let's figure yeah. this out. What do we need to do to keep it on the right track? Uh, I mean, I'm not the worst of sinners, but I'm sure, you know, when I, I uh, curse somebody out, uh, that's not the best thing that God would want me to do. So that's <laughs> yeah. just bad as, you know, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just bad grabbing a purse, but, you know, it's still bad. It's still bad.
3: Well, so, but, yeah, sin is sin.
0: Yeah, sin is mm-hmm. sin, but only one I don't forgive, and I, and Pastor, you'll have to work with me on this one, is uh, pedophiles. Uh, because uh, mm-hmm. I was a victim of, as a child, so those are the only ones I just under no circumstances I can never, mm-hmm. I can never forgive them ever, and it, and I mm-hmm. keep working on it. I'm never going to say mm-hmm. never, but as of today, still, fifty something years later, I'm like, mm, nah, I don't think so, and and I'm mm-hmm. willing to take it, uh, take one for the team on that one, uh, which is really bad. That's yeah. why I know I'm sinning because I'm like, well, the
1: Lord's Well, you know what? <laughs> well, you know, as as a preacher, see, this is where people go wrong. Mm-hmm as a preacher right cuz as a preacher and as a professional I deal with victims right I know. and I t- and I tell people um I w- as a preacher I would never tell somebody to get over something okay. we do that too much in our society even though said. god no no no, no. Ne- never that's first of all Tanya, let me just tell you this right and this is what my sister watching and a lot of people watching this live right i don't i don't think i went through to the extent that you did But twice, I've had people touch me against my will. So I know what that feels like. A lot of people just don't know that about, yeah, I've had, there was two instances where I was touched against my will. Now mind you, I did suffer a little bit of child abuse in school because that wasn't the only teacher that attacked me, right? Mm. I got punched, right? But then I also went through um, two people on two different occasions touching me in a way a sexual way, borderline sexual that I didn't appreciate. Right. And I asked them to stop and they did it again. That's infuriating. And I wanted to go get a gun. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just thank God that I didn't get the gun at that time. But right. the people who I asked to help me mm-hmm. because I was a boy, they was like, well, why didn't you fight? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, right. for real? That's that's what you say to a victim? So okay. you you see the passion in that?
2: Right.
0: If you
1: could feel my palms right now, they sweaty. So right. I would never tell you to just get over that. That's, that's that's wrong and that's not even biblical. You pray for people, you pray for people and you ask God to bring them healing. Even though God asks us for, for to, to forgive, right? He also asks the perpetrators of whatever offense. We are supposed to say, I'm sorry. Right. We are supposed to reconcile. When you forgive right. that person, you free yourself. But if that person never makes amends with you, Whoever hurt you, whether it be verbally, physically, they have to answer to God because their sin is not cleansed. And that's why I tell people, I said, I do preach about forgiveness, but I also preach about repentance. Right. I, I have no right to hurt you. Right. And tell you to get over it. Right. But people do that.
0: Right. But wait. But um, so here's my question. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too personal. So. uh, So, OK, I did get to. Two apologies. I will say that. I got to be yeah. honest. And I always say, okay. I forgive you, but I don't forget. And I don't want to okay. have tea and crumpets with you. So okay. my thing is this.
3: That's um, not wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: I know, but this is where I go wrong. This is where I go left. You're going to have to help me on okay. this. All right,
3: all
0: right. <laughs> I'm go a comedian, ahead. so I talk about this on stage. But like, You're really good, right, too. So, so I say, uh, you know, if they said sorry, I said I forgive you. We're not having tea and crumpets. But I'm still like, uh, if they're in heaven when I get there, I
3: might
0: have to go with a bag of ice to hell. With, uh, the heck I mean, that's
1: that's
0: bad. That's horrible. I'm a yeah. sinner. I admit it. I admit I am.
3: <laughs> no,
1: I think that's that's your human side. Your human side is always going to have his feelings. Like I've forgiven people, right? But sometimes the thoughts still pop up, and I get mad. It, it right. that's I'm just human. Because people feel like, for whatever reason, like you got an apology, I never got that.
0: Right, I'm so glad
1: majority, Yeah, the majority of the people that have done anything that ever hurt me, I haven't got no apologies. Okay. Seriously, yeah. like there, there's stuff I can't even say to you on camera right now, Right. I you know what I'm saying? You, but you know me, you know some of my story. But there's people, now listen, I'm not saying I was perfect. I never violated nobody, I, I'm not, I wasn't, I didn't feel the need to do that, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm man enough to wait until a, a woman wants me, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. But sometimes because of my own emotional problems at the time, maybe I didn't right. treat a woman the way I was supposed to, but I went back to that woman and apologized because right. it was on my mind. Right. Anybody who I've knowingly hurt, like I know that I did it, I hurt right. them, right. I've apologized. I've never gotten that. I've never, there's people who have violated me, you know, it, like the song that you heard of mine, the old song when I used to rap, we're, Rise yeah, Head to the pull, Sky. Mm-hmm. If you listen to those lyrics, that's me talking about like, like what? why do y'all like hurting me the way you do? You know what right. I'm saying? We definitely people, play that. Yeah. People don't like this statement, but I'll be the first to say sometimes it is everybody else. Mm. Be, because it's a large portion of society that tells people get over it. You can't tell A woman that's been violated, a man that's been violated to just get over it and be strong. You know, a lot of people are saying that, but I'm I'm a I'm a human service. Right. I'm a human service professional. Mm -hmm. I don't just deal with people as a preacher spiritually, but I deal in human service, too. That's what my degrees are in. Mm -hmm. I see wounds every day in my work. So you can't just tell. And the Bible doesn't even tell people to just just get over it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about a healing process. The Mm -hmm. the Bible, the reason why the Bible talks about praying without ceasing Mm -hmm. is not only to hear God, but to get a healing. He knows you need to spend time with him. That's why he got so angry at the priests for Mm -hmm. turning the house into a den of thieves. He's like, cause y'all making money and people are still walking away, broken. Right. (laughs) And and years later, you know, who did that same thing? Similar Martin Luther. Martin Luther, the white the white man who stood against um no disrespect to anybody who's catholic, but he had an issue with how how Christianity was being misrepresented.
0: Yes, Martin,
1: yeah. Yeah, and he stood up against it. He was like because uh, there was a man who was who who was suffering from alcoholism and he gave him a paper that they gave him from the church saying you're exonerated from all your sins, but they left him in that drunken state. Mm-hmm. He was in, he was outraged. So, you know, when people see that I'm a preacher, they don't really understand the conviction, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are making a mess of the calling. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's, it's twenty four seven. It's twenty four seven with me. If I'm not in the pulpit or in the jail preaching, I'm at the right. drug programs trying to help somebody. And this is why I get mad at the fake pro black people, mm-hmm. who's never with me when mm-hmm. I'm in the dungeon. Right. You want to talk about the Bible and the white man and all. OK, but why are you not with me when I'm in the dungeon? You're not there. Right. When right. I'm dealing with people who've been raped, boys who've been touched by their uncle, women right. who've been right. sold by their mother. Like, this right. is not something I'm making up. I've seen this.
0: Right. Right. And
1: they're, and they're not there. But but the first thing you want to criticize is my Bible. Come on. Sorry, exactly. look, see you see I see Tony, exactly. you, you got me started. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you said that's right. Sir, I said, Amen, preach. Um, uh, but you just yeah. like got me in a whole thing. Wow, you made me think about stuff. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. because uh the advice you're giving is real. Um, uh, what advice mm-hmm. would you give to others that are being uh in these challenging times, um, whether it's at work at home or whether it's internal struggles? Because that's that's deep stuff that you just gave us. Very mm-hmm.
1: deep. Stuff. Well, I'll tell you this, there was times when my only friend was God. You know what I'm saying? I had a good family. I have a good family. My my mother and father were good people, um, mm-hmm. all good people. Right. Um, my sister, you know, my sister Sonia was always an achiever. She was, you know, um, did things the right way. She got married. She was, you know, so I always had inspirations to to take from. But what I will tell people is there are times where God is your only friend god is not an illusion the reason why he's letting us see the world fail not only because it was prophecy in the bible but he needs us to turn to him the reason why you're seeing all of what you're seeing is because men human beings want to be god yes. and they want to disinvite god you know what i'm saying like just think about our world we don't we don't want the bible telling us nothing we don't we don't want to be the husband of of one wife we want to have two and three women Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: We want to do what we want to do. We want to get high. We want to rob, you know, other countries. We want to own Mars. Right. We wanna we wanna do things that just is not glorifying to God, and then wondering why the world is like it is. That's why I tell a lot of the older generation, don't badmouth the younger generation because we help them get where they are. Not we, me and you, but each generation dropped the ball somewhere. We all did. Right. So we can't just clear our conscience on them. Mm. You know, we got to we we got to correct our wrong. Like even myself when I first started making records,
3: mm-hmm. my
1: my some of my records were very angry. Mm. And I used to and I had to clean up my music. Then when God called me, I had to leave the rap game and pick up my bible cuz there's mm-hmm. other young men that need to see me do that. So right. my advice to anybody is if God is calling you, answer him. That's the best thing that you could do because mm. this world is falling down around us.
0: Sure enough is as we speak, it is yeah. real. Yeah,
2: yeah, out
0: here. Yeah, yeah, out here. So listen, I want to play your video. Um, tell us the name of it again, and we're gonna play oh. it in the show, and uh with uh we'll play your video and then in the show. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to come to uh, name the video for us.
1: Okay, before I name the video, I just want to say thank you, Tanya. Yeah, um and I and I want to let the viewers know when I was putting my records out, Tanya gave me an interview. You know, Tanya was doing big things. She didn't have to make time for me, but she did. You know, which I oh. appreciate. I love you for that. Oh. Um, uh, oh, but the the name of the song. This mm-hmm. is an old song when I was rapping. I don't rap anymore, but it's called Rise. Head to the sky. Yeah, and um, yeah, the sample is from Earth Wind and Fire. Okay. Uh, keep your head to the yeah. sky. Uh, well, I, I wrote love- the song. Yeah, I wrote the song to describe the pain that I went through from you know just being betrayed in relationships and friendships and just, in a way, being a preacher's kid. But I didn't know that that was some of the reason why I was experiencing what I was experiencing. But mm-hmm. just being an outcast and being hurt by your own peers and stuff like that. Right.
0: right. Well, thank you. We're going to check that out. And uh, before okay. we set, play that video, I want to say <laughs> hi to your sister um, who's out there oh, and grandma's. And a couple of other people. I see you out there. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. Oh, and me. I want to say
1: hi to my wife. Sorry.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Yes. Keyshawn.
1: hey Keyshawn. Yes. Keyshawn Hello. is a beautiful human being who prayed for me and helped me to get where I'm at today. A prayer, a praying wife is the closest thing to heaven on this earth. Love you, that's baby. Right.
0: That's, that's right. Facts. That's right. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, thank you so much, you guys. Make sure you guys like and share this video, but we're gonna go uh, to Rich's video right now. So hang tight for one second here. Uh, video. Oh, oh wait, no, I got the wrong one. Look at me, put it right, share. Hmm. I can't see, I don't got my glasses on. Oh, there it is, yeah. share screen. There it is, uh, my glasses. And it's called Rise, keep your head to the sky. Here we go. All right, there
2: we go. Yeah,
0: see. Is it low or is it me?
3: Is it low? Try to see is it low on here or here? I keep my head to the sky even when I cry. Cause many get my circle plan for my demise. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you why. But like Maya Angelo says, I'll rock. This world is full of demons that move in disguise. They strip you up your dignity and murder your pride. Assassinate your character, take your mind from you. Now you can't lift your hand to face the ones that love you. I always see kindness being taken for weakness. That's why when I strike, I leave my enemies speechless. Those who claim they love you really want you dead. Have you ever felt that somebody's aiming for your head? It's probably the same homie that tells you he got your back. But when it's on, you would have thought some ran trap. He's gone. All that brotherhood was an act. Even deeper, he may have even helped set the trap. The optimism of life, sometimes I find myself doubting. Real friends, they don't take a whole hand to counter But I will rise, I never stay down for a hater. I fight against the evil with passion of the yeah. creator. Right. I conquer this world, let God be my guide. Yeah. And find it in my heart to keep my head to the sky. Yeah. This world is full of obstacles, struggles on every corner. But yeah. whatever doesn't kill me will only make me stronger. I'll always be on top of my game. Game. I know I could attempt to bring unity back to my hood. My pride is everything I can do without the fame, without the artificial love, friendships, and head games. A woman kissed my lips and tried to conquer my inner man, but getting still, I'm strong enough to carry out my plan. Poetry is in my spirit, I don't even need fans. You try hard, you die hard, and no one gives a damn. You ever need a friend to understand your pain, too? The poetry inside me is reaching out to you. I keep my head to the sky even yeah. when I cry. Cause many in my circle plan for my demise. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you why. But like Maya Angelou says, I'll rise. If my gun had a conscience, I would repent for all the pain and the nonsense and just stop it. If it had a soul, it would listen to its owner. But every time it lets off, it gets a boner. In turn, excitement turns me colder and decreases my chances that a life would get I'm older. Was it the X dope crack weed and coca that had me all comfortable like a sofa? But soon I got sleepy. I realize this how my enemies will see me and then beat me. Eventually, one day, raid my teepee. Catch me while I'm sitting pretty. And damn, beat me. I'm no sitting bull. Oh, and while you're spitting bull, I'm about to be spitting full. Leave you sitting full. These are the days I wish my gun didn't pull. On his free will, one free chill leaving the street filled, bodies of meat bill in the mortuary. As you get your coffin carried to the grave plot, where you get off and buried in the same spot as your lane pops. I gotta ask myself, when does the chain stop? Like a cat in the street, who get his chain popped for less money than it's worth. Now that ain't smart but still hate will come feel the average person after that it's like a done deal i keep my head looking to the sun still if today don't get me i know that one will and i'm gonna tell you straight up son that's a dumb will. I keep my head to the sky even when I cry, cause many in my circle plan for my demise. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you why, but like Maya Angelou says, I'll rise. I keep my head to the sky even when I cry, cause many in my circle plan for my demise. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you why, but like Maya Angelou says, I'll rise. Yes,
0: okay. That's what's up. Thank you. That is awesome. That was dope. Can you hear me?
1: My wife, yeah, my oh, my wait. wife is over here making me laugh. Why?
0: Why? She's
1: over because she's over here dancing, looking all cute and everything. She was,
0: that was straight fire. Dope. I was like, yo, they are bringing the real true, true hip hop lyrical content, <laughs> all that, and the bag of chips. I'm loving it. Oh, like, yeah, you know how long yeah. it's been since we heard real hip hop? Are you kidding?
1: Dude, it's I know. Like, you know what? And that's that's what. But that you know what, Tanya, that's what I love about you because a lot of people right. wouldn't really have known who we were if you didn't give me that interview the first time oh, we were downstairs in the office.
0: That. When I heard it, I was like, "Yo, these—they're legit. It's it's on." I mean, I was—I yeah. I was sad Thank when you, you left because I was like, "We don't have any rappers anymore." I mean, excuse me, we don't have any <laughs> hip hop anymore. We got rap. We got Right, right, I, right, I, right. Heads and. A lot of people don't know I have a I I know I'm, I studied music. I used to be a backup singer. I know a lot about music. I mm-hmm. Work for a lot of artists. Yeah, so oh yeah. A lot of people don't know that about me. I, they think I'm just too fashion, but I have a lot of I have a lot of I grew up at a pre- See, in, in church music. So yeah, you know that's my thing. So I See, understand.
1: Yeah, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. See, but people—that's people haven't haven't studied your history, because see, I know your history. I know you was an actor. Like, I, I tell people that, like, um, I forgot who was asking me. They was like, "Tanya from One Town." I was like, "Yeah, that's the young lady who once worked for CNN." Well, you know? It wasn't CNN? Are we still? Are we still live? I think we still live. We're
0: still live. Yes, well, yeah, oh, okay. so oh yeah, we still. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Another someone. station. I was freelancing. Yeah, but yeah. Do that full-time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. but
1: I but I um I forgot to tell people with that song I paid tribute to Maya Angelou yes well,
0: that's beautiful. she was
1: somebody I always I always uh admired that matter of fact one of the things that inspired that song is I know why the cage bird sings
0: yes she's amazing I met her one time she's amazing
1: oh Absolutely. you
3: did
0: amazing one amazing. Wow. amazing I mean just as as Large life in person than than when you hear about her or see her on TV, yeah, amazing.
2: Yeah.
3: Um,
0: but that song, I'm telling you, is straight fire. And you could play it ten years from now, two years from now, five years ago, ten years ago. It's still gonna be fire. So wow. I'm just like, you, know, you might want to recycle that and keep that in the crate. <laughs> Take it out the crate. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Fire. I'm
1: I'm like so f- focused on the gospel, but I, I never, know. you know, when we were out there, when, when we were doing what we were doing. People used to always tell me, nobody wants to hear that. We want to hear, you know, but you know me, I'm not going to change because right. of what, you know, that's how I am with the gospel now. I'm not, you know, um, I that's heard right. it, it sounded like it was double playing. That's just because I could hear you.
0: Oh, probably so. Probably okay. So. It but it, it didn't it sound like
1: that up. on your end. No. Okay. No, not okay.
0: Not yeah. Really. When I yeah. hear playback on Facebook, I'll let you know. But thank you so much for taking yeah, the time you. man, to come through and see us and bless us. Um, it's such oh, a blessing. Man. Um, you know, it's such yeah. a blessing to have you back here. And uh, you know, I'm always down with the word of God, <laughs> you know. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little biased, as they say, you know, mm-hmm. especially since they say you can't say you can't say God on some of the social media. I'm like, I'm you can't, right? <laughs> I will
1: just,
0: yeah, I would from this platform, bye, you know, but that's you know.
1: You know but Tanya did you know that that's discrimination too when they say you yeah. can't say God or Jesus yeah. but you but you can say f u c k and all of this and the n word and yeah. like there's people saying the n word and justifying it but Jesus is offensive to you like exactly i, I want to like, people think
2: no
0: they don't and it's just really annoying it's so annoying but i don't really care cuz i'm going to say what i want to say whenever i want to say it so yeah. cuz oh i know that i believe in it mm-hmm. and i believe in i believe in god for me it's helped my life uh, so even if it may not be good for someone else, that's good for you. Don't tell me I can't say it. So yeah, that's yeah. well. I know. I,
1: I know you've been a powerful force.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't play. I, my, I'm, listen, Marie, yeah. Marie Dorsey Williams taught me well. That's all I can tell you. She taught me well. So uh, when it comes to you know your faith, you stand your ground. I stand my ground on that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh Take yeah. Yeah. Other way, but I stand mm-hmm. my ground with. How I feel, how I believe my spirituality. I don't let nobody yeah. play with that. It's not a joke. For me, yeah.
1: You know, so no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But yeah. you you've always been a woman of conviction. Ever since I know you, Tanya. Like that's what I've always admired you, about you. That's why I love coming to do the show. And I believe, like, you I mean, when you interview me, Tanya, you pull things out of me in a good way. Right. But I believe, like, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I don't think I've ever talked about what me and you talked about today on a live. I don't think really? I've ever Really? Like what I went through, oh. yeah, we're getting violated and all. I never, I don't think I, I, a lot of people don't know that about me. I mean, my family right. knows, but. Well,
0: surprise, a lot of people, uh, you yeah. know, it's, here's the thing. It gives you even more of a testimony. Wow. That's how I see You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. and there, and I just think sometimes when we share, um, you know, like, you know, in our counseling training, like you don't share unless you think it's going to benefit people. But I'm like, right. it always yeah. benefits people because there's someone out there yeah. thinking about suicide, and then they hear yeah. your story and say, wait a minute, wait, what? Why are yeah, they still so yeah. public? Why do they still believe in God? Why do they still, you see what I'm saying? So there's yep, always, I I, I, people think, mm-hmm. you know I, know, I talk a lot, but uh, but the truth is, um, I like to talk people through their stuff. You know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah. Don't talk like us. Some people are never going to say what we say, ever. And, and You're that's, right. not, You're right. that's not a good thing, to be able to no, suck
1: it's not and I and I appreciate you because you you when you talk I don't I don't agree that you just talk a lot I, I, you have a lot of useful things to say because I look at a lot of lives and a lot of you know YouTube stuff and it's just a mess yeah, it's I stuff it. that's yeah, yeah it's yeah. just I I'm like I like it because you do your own thing
0: thank you and and that's what they say. I'm someone who just asked me the other day, well, why don't we go and talk about this? Because I, I mean, I, when I talked about gossip, I looked at my old shows. When I talked about gossip, mm-hmm. I got higher ratings. You know, people like it, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, no, I do something called Gossip That Heals. So if you hear me right. talking about a celebrity, I bring it back yeah. with something that it can benefit your you bring life. You yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Because oh, what yeah. would be
0: the point of that? I don't care about Kim Kardashian. What is she going to do for me?
3: <laughs> yeah. What is she
0: going to do for yeah. you? Certainly nothing, except for nothing, make you no. say, you know, make the think things. That's about it. There's nothing yeah. that's going to come out of that. But I can, I can tell you, I can abstract something out of that that can make something good. You know what I'm saying? And oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's where I'm the town with Tanya is. We're yeah. not about following the trends. I don't care about the trends. And as you can see, I'm here. I've been doing this. People don't know this, right? I've been doing this 25 years.
3: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I know years. I look at started, the pictures. I'll be yeah. where I'm
0: all. That's where I started filming at.
1: Yeah. That's why and I you know out. what? I was just I was just getting ready to say the reason why you I know one of the reasons why you don't do the gossip and all of that is because you're too seasoned. See, you got too much to offer. For real. You got too much to offer. Um And be yeah, because I and that's what I know about you. You know,
0: I grew up around brothers and they weren't into gossip, so that's probably why I'm not a gossiping right. girl yeah. at all. Right. I'm not the cause, and no, it is a waste of time. I, yeah, I need substance, yeah. and, and, and right now people are hurting, and that's almost why I always I love I don't know if you know I've had like what three religious topics this month, I think this month or in the last two months. On I, I think three, yeah, people. yeah, minister. I had somebody else on talk about religion and how it helped them with recovery because that's where people are, they need every weapon they can to form, because the devil's busy. The devil's busy. They need every tool that they can get in their toolbox just, just to survive mentally. Just to survive oh, mentally after the You know I
1: know.
0: Just that piece. But well, forget taking the drugs, yeah. forget following the leader of the bad people, forget all that stuff, forget all the politics, yeah. just to stay alive mentally and stay present, right? And, yeah. and understand that God gave you breath and you're here. That's half mm-hmm. the battle. That's that's yeah. why I do, what I do and I'm not, I'm never, yeah. I hope that I never bow down and say, well, okay, oh, I got to start doing what everybody else does, because I don't want to be Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams did what she did at her time, and it was great for her time. I, I can't do that. I don't yeah. want to do that. But it's not that's working
1: for her now, you know? No, it eventually well, wears well, out.
0: And then we yeah. are who we are, and right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, but you're right, because with all this stuff going on, people like you are very necessary, because when we talk about god it's important because listen knowing god sometimes makes it scarier because for me right i'm not just thinking about what's going on on the news or what's going on right now i'm also thinking about eternity right where are these right. souls going you know cuz you know how they say rest in peace they say that for a reason right. i want right. to be resting in peace and i want as many people to rest in peace as possible when we have to go exactly. you know i don't i don't want to get to the gates, so to speak, Right. and God say, you know, what did you, you know, you hurt Tanya, right. you hurt everybody. I'm sorry. I'm going on. I'm sorry.
0: No, no. I know we're both in the preaching mode now. All right. We'll let y'all yeah. go to church next Sunday instead of today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'll, I definitely have to come see your church one day for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Sure. I appreciate you so much, and we can never talk too much about God. I don't ever think so, especially yeah. in these times, Rich. So I I don't ever take it back because I feel like if my viewers fall off, fall off. Do what you got to do. I'm gonna do what I got. Oh do.
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the name of Jesus.
0: So there it is. Um, but yeah, I people do can it, get like, on TV
1: and <laughs> yeah, people can get on TV and flash and show their body, get naked, and
0: yeah, yeah they can take time to watch that for an hour. So yeah, do you, know, you? I'm doing me, and this is. I stand my ground on that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm right where I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be. And there's somebody out there that will hear something that they think can change or save their life. That's it. Yeah. I thank yeah. you so much, Rich. And Thank um, you, too. Thank you for your uh, listeners. Who Thank you, all you guys who came through for Rich. I appreciate you. Um, everybody, please do me a favor and share the video. I appreciate you so much because part of the whole part of it, of doing your own independent thing, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be on CNN and 5 because they're going to tell me what to do. I like doing mm-hmm. this. You know I'm saying mm-hmm. it would be nice to have sponsors. So share if you can for me. If you can yeah, they I'm would never gonna... let
1: you have me on.
0: <laughs> well, never say never that. I'm very, I'm very cunning. Don't worry. If I get seen it, oh, I'll yeah. still have it. <laughs>
1: <gonna believe, laughs> thank you.
0: Because I know how to get down. Uh, yeah. but yeah, but so you guys do me that favor, share, like, and subscribe. And if at the end of the day nobody does, don't worry about time. The time you are gonna be all right, <laughs> you know. What yeah, oh, as yeah. Always, yeah, always. So thank you, Rich. And thank, thank you, you too. Guys. God
1: bless you. Love I you.
0: Yes, love you too. Uh, Hang out for a minute, Rich. Hang out.
1: Okay.